Hello, everyone. Hello. We have a very fun podcast planned for today. Had to kick 2021 off in a special way. Very special. What are we talking about today, Maya? Sexual education. Yes, this is your sex ed class that you never got in high school. Yes, I have a banana actually next to me, so that's perfect. Well, you don't have a license to teach us how to put a condom on it, so I hear that's a reason that teachers can't actually teach you how to use oh, a condom. Oh, so the ones that taught us didn't have licenses. No. That's good. That explains so much <laughs> of my life. That explains why Maya was pregnant three times. explain. <laughs> I was going to mention plan B, but I won't go there. <laughs> um, so we asked three poll questions on our Instagrams the other day. Yes. Really just like to thank you to everyone who answered to those who did not answer. No, thank you. You're probably not listening. You're but... a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> and if you answer just one out of three or two out of three, what's wrong with you? What kind of person are you? Our numbers are completely off. Who do you expect to the be when you grow up? statistics don't work. Um, <laughs> um, so we're just going to go question by question. Um, we'll give our responses at the end of each question. Mm-hmm. And we'll just do it that way. And hope you enjoy. Is it- So the first question we asked was, who do you think has the higher sex drive, Maya or I? And um, yeah, so let's just talk about sex drive first. Let's talk about sex drive. Yeah. Um, what does sex drive mean to you, Maya? Um, it's when this guy named Sex gets in a car and he starts driving. Okay. And okay, so, <laughs> so clearly sorry. you're not having much sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Sex drive is, you know, how, um, I guess, how horny, how horny you how are. How horny are you? How often you want to have sex, how right? How often do you need to get dick down? Yes. We actually had an argument about this the other day, didn't we? We did. Because I feel like sex drive includes how many times you masturbate. She was viewing it in a very, like, like a action-oriented, results-oriented way, and I was seeing it more as, like, it's within you, you know? It's like you need a blood test. You have to measure it, and you, it's hard. you can't measure it based off what you see on the outside. It's on the inside. Mm. Well, like you don't have to... You can have a high sex drive and not act on it. Right. I do think it comes from within, but I feel like if you have a high sex drive and you act on it, that you just, just have low self-control makes you have a higher <laughs> sex drive. Because, like, you didn't have that control to scale it back. So your sex drive was higher than your self-control. I agree to an extent. I think it's like a... But I don't think it's 100% like a, a one-to-one correlation. Yeah, no. I think it's, you know... It's, so I... Yes. Right. But, but do yes. you think masturbation is like included in that? Well, of course, like people with higher sex drives usually will masturbate more often or more regularly. Right. I agree with you. Right. Right. Um, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes people have high sex drives and they just don't act on it or they're too busy or, you know, sometimes some people have high sex drives. Well, I mean, I don't want to go into like my personals just yet. I don't want to answer the questions, but I think people can have like be in relationships and want to have sex like five times a day and then not want to masturbate 
or masturbate only like once a day or when you know when they're single they only masturbate once a week i think this is interesting actually it's, a, like, it's like availability the fluctuation of like your sex drive in a relationship versus single yeah and i think when people think of like compare sex drives between men and women mm-hmm. everyone always assume men just have higher sex drives overall and I think that's because with women, like, we have so many hormone fluctuations. We're more in tune with, like, where our mental psyche is, and that affects our libido. Right. It is more, I think it is more definitely mental for women. Yeah. Sometimes, unless um, visual. You for need sure. to be in the mood, I think. Right. First and foremost. Right. Well, that's why I'm saying sometimes, maybe at least for a women's perspective, like, if I have a partner and I see them, I'm like, gonna be more in the mood or more aroused or like will wanting to act on like high like a higher low right. sex drive versus like because you want to connect with your partner it, that's too it's an emotional thing whereas like if i'm alone i'm like ah this is yeah. work it's gonna be like a quick thing one two three it's gonna be just like a tension relief like right. it's like a whole it's not it's not as it's not as appealing right you if know? you're single it's more it's about the destination whereas with your with a partner it's about the journey there exactly it's just fun like that's fun masturbation can be fun um i just personally i just don't think it's as fun sometimes interesting you know yeah so you're more about like the physical act rather than like the release at the end i mean both are good well yeah the release (laughs) is important hopefully both but i feel like it's not necessary all the time exactly yeah exactly yeah do you think a relationship can work if two people have different sex drives no yeah i don't think so i don't think so um why is that well i've got firsthand experience guys with this (laughs) bullshit um you know it's just well it depends it it depends what kind of relationship you have and the kind of communication you guys have and your willingness to compromise um i just experienced that like it was like, let's compromise on this and let's try to meet in the middle with the amount of times. Like we, one person gives a number, the other person gives a number and you meet in the middle. And then it was just like, I was willing to meet in the middle and then right. they weren't. Right. And Usually one person ends up compromising more than the other. Right. And then one person feels frustrated. You build up, you get rejected a lot. You feel resentment towards that person. Um, suddenly every time you don't, you don't have sex, it's like, you feel like you feel like hurt you know and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be like that you know usually in a more healthy relationship or with a more compatible sex drives or compromise you would feel like okay they don't want you right now that's okay but if it's happening all the time it's like digging at you and your self-esteem and even for a secure person like that's gonna hurt and that's gonna create like scars and you know trauma that you take into your next relationship yeah 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 for sure yeah for sure yeah for sure i also feel like um, for most people, if you recognize a pattern in your relationship where, like, let's say you were having sex five times a week and then it goes down to, like, like two or three weeks with mm. nothing, I feel like that makes people think, like, oh, is something wrong intrinsically between, like, me and this person yeah. that's, like, outside of sex? Like, are we yeah. just not compatible right now? Like, is there something going on that we need to talk about? Right. That's a huge thing. I mean, people usually, when they start a relationship, they're having sex a lot. Yeah. You know, and then it goes down. Um, so I think that's normal, of course. Like, you pass the honeymoon phase and you have sex less. And, of course, you have to, like, you know, live your lives and you're busy. And you, it's, it's natural. Um, and the problem is with that, too, is sometimes 
people have a tendency like like it's kind of like a, across the board most people want to have like a lot of sex in the beginning mm-hmm. and then as the relationship relationship goes on you find out like their true baseline yeah like a you know sex drive and that's when you find out if you're compatible actually sexually not in the beginning like most people are just are right you know in the beginning you're so excited to know so much about this person exactly unlike you yeah there's like that infatuation in the beginning mm-hmm. i feel like and then once like you're out of that honeymoon phase all the problems come up and that gets in the way of things yeah so you know i mean you gotta you gotta be careful about this stuff i think sex is so undervalued like sex drive is so like not considered it's never talked about not never but it's rarely spoken about in the beginning right and when i was younger no one ever talked to me about this i never knew this was like a big deal like i heard about like different levels of like pda and stuff like that Mm. but you know you have to be this is why you have to like learn about a person like right and this is why i always warn about having sex right away because like you get so carried away like don't move too fast give it a few months because you don't know them you don't know them yeah. you don't know what they actually are like yeah. so you know and like that first time that you have sex with someone i feel like is such an emotional attachment for women you know sometimes sometimes for sure if if like it's um the preemptive, like, experience of that is, um... How dare you? I know. All my people need me right now <laughs> on this Saturday morning. Um, yeah, I feel like if you are already at that point where you really like someone and you're just first casually dating, like, yeah. that first sex experience definitely, like, right. makes or breaks it. And I said this before, like, you can have, like, the mindset where you're like, okay, I'm gonna have a hookup or I don't really like this person besides physically. And, like, that's different. I think women can do that, too. They can have that kind of separation, just not catch feelings. Right. Um, but if you actually, like, genuinely dating someone and like someone, I don't th- I think it's, um... I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great, probably, but it's not the good, not a good idea in terms right. of, like, moving at a good pace. Yeah. And then what you were saying before about, like, when you were a kid, what your perception of sex drive was. I guess I always mm. thought that, like, sex drive was just something that, like, married couples fought about, you know? I didn't think that it would affect me and my relationships. Right. I thought that was more something that, like, people who were, like, married for 10, 15, 20 years, like, started to feel, you know? Right. Well, here's another thing that was fed to me when I was younger was the idea that, like, men were hungry sexual animals. Right. And that... Women just weren't. Women weren't. And that women were, you know, to be sexualized and fucked. And every guy, like, on TV was chasing women, chasing women, chasing women. And, like, they wanted to fuck them so bad. Right? Like, you yeah. know, I'll have my Barbies yeah. and they were fucking and all that stuff. Women were always, like, depicted with so much, like, not just self-control, but, like... Just not wanting sex at yeah, all. Yeah, like, no way, no way, right? And it goes all the way back to, like, Married of Children and all the all of those shows we watched yeah. when we were younger. I mean, it's still... Yeah, it was always, like, the husband trying yeah. at night. Yeah. It's a prevailing theme, at least for the 2000s, 90s, 80s. Right. Um, and then I think, like, as a teenage girl, like, that makes you feel, like, a little bit guilty and, like, shameful when you do really, like, have a high sex drive and, like, want to seek that out. Mm. you know interesting yeah yeah it came as a huge shock like growing up and being like oh like that's not how it is at least like and I remember recently like well like a year ago now um when I was talking to like other women about their breakups what shocked me the most was multiple women were like yeah like 
I had a higher sex drive than my partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that surprised me. Like, I didn't know that was common. Yeah. And it's so common. And these are all young women. These were, like, women in their 20s, and their partners were in their 20s. Um, and it's just... Because we... Because exactly, again, it comes down to the idea we had that... Yeah. Whoever we were going to end up with... They were just going to have one that can match ours. Yeah. They were going to have a higher sex drive than, than us. They were going to be chasing us all the time. And, like, it was going to be great. And then yeah. it ends up being the fucking opposite. Yeah. And it's like... you, And then suddenly, because of society, you you don't feel valued. And you don't feel, you know... But, of course... Right. You don't also, feel wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you look at the other side of the coin... I'm sure many young men feel like crap because they see these perceptions of like what masculinity is in mm-hmm. the media and like they can't match this for some and reason. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. I've also met a woman who was like my it's the opposite. My boyfriend's always on top of me, always trying to get with me and I just don't want I'm just not that, you know, into it. So it yeah. goes both ways. It's just about accepting that like every single person is different. Yeah. And I do think it ends up being a deciding factor in the relationship because of that. Yeah. Huge. I was actually once hooking up with someone who, after we had sex, he said to me, women just use sex as a way to manipulate men. (laughs) Idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, um, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Did I again after that? Just once. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so let's get into these poll results. So we asked you, uh, who do you think has the higher sex drive, Maya or Julieta? We got, um, I guess, 56% voted for Maya (laughs) and 44% voted for Julieta. And we 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 both did this question on our respective Instagram pages. So on hers, I think you you were actually a little higher. Yeah. And on mine, I was a little higher. Yeah. So when people didn't know Julieta as well, they knew me as well, they voted me higher. When they knew her better, they, they deemed her higher. Yeah. So conclusion, y'all both think we have high sex drives, I think. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the truth is, I think our sex drives are pretty equal. Yes. We both yes. have very high sex drives. Yes. <laughs> yes. Again, we had this argument where it was like... I mean, do we talk about this? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, you know, like, again, like, the masturbation thing, like, I personally just, like, am not doing that as much right now as I used to, and, like, I just yeah. prefer to, like, just kind of, like, I, I don't want to say save myself, because it sounds like a like a very Catholic thing. It's not like that. Not it's save just, yourself, but build up the release. Yeah, I like to just, like, hold it in and wait for the right moment. I'll, I'd rather just wait. And I just feel lazy lately, I think, too. Um, and we were arguing about how if Julieta masturbates five times a day, does that mean she have a higher sex drive? And I, and I said, no, it doesn't. I don't think it does. To an extent, maybe a little bit, of course. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think she has, like, a slightly higher sex drive. I would say drive. mine is slightly higher. Yes. And, and I will take it. Something I've noticed in terms of, like, masturbate, masturbation is, like, I've had periods in my depression mm. where I am not sexual at all. Like, yeah. I have no libido whatsoever. Like, I remember two winters ago, it was so bad that all I did was lay in bed for the month of January. Yeah. And I just didn't, nothing. I right. didn't have sex with my partner. Right. I didn't masturbate. It was really bad. Well, and then my depression hit another, like, peak this last month in December, and it's the horniest I've it's ever the opposite. been. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's not just 
like mental illness aside, it can also be just a hormonal thing. Right. Yeah. Like there are just times of the month where like I'm just not as horny. I think it's also about age. Like the right. older you get, right, the more you approach like this right. time period where your body really needs to be pregnant. Like right, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's funny because like in those times where it's like lower, it's like if I had a partner, I still would. Like it's still like fun to me, and like I want to do that. But in terms of masturbation, like I'm just like I'm not willing to put in the work. Right. Um, and also, like, it's harder to climax during those times as well. Um, so, like, I'm really just, like, there's just no... I'm just... There's just less encouragement to, to like, masturbate and do that. Whereas, like, sex, there's, like, more to it. Yeah. So I'm, I would rather do that. Yeah. I would be willing to do that. So, yeah. yeah. I would say it's very fluid. It depends Absolutely. on a lot. Depends on a lot. Absolutely. You have to get to know each person and their specific yeah. things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Next question. The next question we asked you guys was, who do you assume <laughs> has the higher body count? <laughs> um, so I guess body count, it's such an interesting concept. Ah, um, uh, yes. It's pretty much like how many people have you slept with, um, men, women. Um, I guess this also, inc- this is more like actually doing, like getting to, uh, what is it, final Last base, what is it in baseball? Third base? No. Home run? <laughs> yeah, like, I guess the home run, the like, home run. you know. Um. <laughs> you know, recently I was talking to my stepdad and he was telling me how there's like actually like, um, there's like a subset of codes within that. It's not just like first base, second base, third base. It's like, it's like wet first or like sloppy first, something Whoa. like that. Yeah, where it's like. Yeah, it was like I was like, all right, you guys had way too much time on your hands. They and were like, just Long analyzing. Island. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like kind of awesome. They but. made a giant Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. to keep track. <laughs> they had graphs and yeah. charts. They would meet once a week. Everyone, <laughs> all the boys in the neighborhood. They were like pinpoint your location. Give us your. It's like the coordinates where it's like the number, comma number. I don't remember how to do this yeah. anymore from school. But you know what I'm talking about, like the x-axis, y-axis, you put the two coordinates. Coordinates. Coordinates, yes. That's the word. So let's talk about hookup culture. Oh, Um, no. I feel like this is like a very easy way to increase your body count. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like as long as you're being, being very like open, communicative, talking about protection, birth control, but I feel like people our age usually don't like I feel like there's a stigma against asking about that right yeah so you you covered a lot just there (laughs) so let's start with hookup culture right um easier now more than ever even during a pandemic yes funny enough um I just feel like I don't know everyone's different once again right personally I don't think it's sustainable I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think? I feel like there are times in my life where I just want to be alone and yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship. Right. And, you know, during those time periods, I still want to have sex. And so, I mean, the apps make it so easy nowadays, yeah. you know? Right. It's also so easy to, like, go and get exactly what you want. Like, right. I feel like when you're just hooking up with people... It's easier to hook up with someone that like is more attractive, 
Right. Because it's a one-time thing. There's no commitment. There's more options when that's happening because not every attractive person... There's less people available for a relationship, but more available for, like, a hookup nowadays. Right. Um, Again, I I take on the mindset of, again, not... And, again, I'm going to say, like, saving yourself. Not saving yourself, but, like, just... For me, it's, like, it seems like it's more work than it's worth, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you have to, like... and, And, you know, obviously, like, if I was to do that... Like, I have to, like, I'm going to ask about, like, uh, I don't know. First of all, I'm not familiar with them. I like to be familiar with them, mm-hmm. both on, like, a comfort level and, like, I think, like, it helps for women to, like, climax, too, if they're comfortable and they know someone and they're open. Like, it's, a, it's like, a big trust thing for me, maybe. Mm-hmm. Again, compared to you, I associate sex a little bit more with, like, emotions. Yeah. Um... So, and if I was, so again, if I was to do that, I have to ask them, like you said earlier, about like, oh, are you clean? Yeah. I have to trust if they're clean. Like, that is just like, I I don't, even if they tell me yes, like, I don't know if I believe them. My biggest piece of advice to you guys, (laughs) asking someone, are you clean, is pretty much like fucking someone and like, there's probably a 70% chance that they're going to give you something if they say, yes, I'm clean. Well, here's the second thing. And then it's like, people will be like, oh, you're clean. I'm clean. Perfect. And then they'll not use a fucking condom. Like, like they both just trust, like, you don't know this person. Like what? Right. Like, and (sighs) I think people don't get tested as often as they should. Right. I'm speaking from experience here. Like, you really don't know unless you get that test result between every single sex partner. Mm-hmm. And if you're fucking like multiple people in the same month. Right. It's and most people so aren't getting tested between people. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are definitely not. Right. I had a guy tell me once, um, this is a while ago, where he was like, he had sex with someone and he, he was tested. So he was, he was clean. And then he had sex with someone else. And then you want to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I was like, okay. Um, and he's like, I'm clean. I got tested before this last person. And I'm like, okay, so was she clean? And he's like, and he goes, oh, I didn't like really trust her. So we used a condom. Right. First of all, oral sex. Hello, yeah. people. Hello. So big. Like, Never actually think about it in the moment, but like you are spreading things. Right. Right orally. then and there, I like shut down completely. I was like, absolutely fucking not. But also, I think I just didn't want to hook up in general. I was just right. like, eh, like this is just a bad idea from beginning to end for right. me. Like, and that's why I think it's important to ask those questions before you even meet in person. Because in person, like you're there, the person's there, like you're more right. likely to do it anyway and cross your own boundaries that's the thing he like post i remember he like postponed and if he had come the day like the day he was supposed to come probably would have happened but because he postponed i was like this is worth too much like this is too much effort on my hand i had time to think about it and not be impulsive right or have him in front of me so right god god bless but (laughs) oh man yeah that's the thing if you are hooking up power to you but please Get tested regularly. Yeah, and most people are not getting tested after every partner. That's the thing about hookup culture. If you have a partner at least once a week, are you getting tested every fucking week? I highly doubt it. Well, I know some polyamorous people that get tested very often. That's intense. That's a a huge commitment. That is a lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. There are sacrifices that you need to make for that. Um, It's not worth it for me. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I hear that. And then I also feel like, you know, men 
nowadays just assume every woman is on birth control for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Without even asking. Yeah. Do you have a story about that or something? I do have a story about that. <laughs> I see a twinkle in your um, eyes. It's one that I've told before. This story always blows my mind, guys. And I actually have feedback about this story now, too. Mm. Um, so we hooked up, and he didn't use a condom. And this is, a, what is, this is like, a, like a hookup? Well, it was a first date. I was, it wasn't like intentionally a hookup. But it was like a first and last date kind of situation. Yeah. Like a one-time thing. Right. But I was entering the first date thinking like there is a possibility for a second, third, fourth, By the whatever. time that you had sex though, did you think there was going to be another date? No. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I personally, when I have sex on a first date, that's when I know that there won't be a second for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just tell from like, you know, yes. men are so predictable. Um, anyway, (laughs) though, like, he didn't use a condom, and he didn't ask me if I was on birth control, and he finished without pulling out. Guys, wait, 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 can we just visualize this for, like, guys, can we just... Don't, yeah. Can we just visualize this? Don't, don't... Okay, let me just use the acting (laughs) improvisation. Let me visualize, guys. All right. With sensor blocks on me, You're having sex. (laughs) You're a woman. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm, this is how I'm picturing it. He's on top. He was on top. All right. He's giving it to you, right? Oh, no. He's kissing you. He's making out with you. And all of a sudden, he pulls his pants down. And then with that, before you can say a single word, he just he just slides right in, right in. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And then you're like, all right, this feels good. And you keep going. You keep going. You keep going. And then whatever, 15 minutes later, if you're lucky, um, <laughs> suddenly um, he's done. And you're like, and you're like, why'd you stop? And he's like, I came. And you're like, he's like, I came. And you're like, Oh, because it just came inside you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get back I to that. <laughs> got up. Fucking like penguin waddled to the bathroom. <laughs> he had this disgusting shower curtain with like this cartoon fox on it. It was like a 28-year-old guy. He had a fucking cartoon fox shower curtain. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I expelled his cum out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Also, like, I don't want, I, I, I'm, I don't want someone I don't know, like, I don't want their, their cum in Right, like, right. gross, <laughs> I don't know, like, and I so went, intimate. I went back, and he was laying on his bed, and he was like, come cuddle, and I was like, like come cuddle, yeah, and I was like, do you not ask women if they're on birth control before you come inside them, and he was like, I assumed you'd stop me if you weren't. Like, how did I know that that's what you were doing? And remember what you told me when you came home? When what you did came I tell home, you? what I said, I'm sorry, when you came home, I was like, um, sounds a little rapey. Like, to not get consent for something like that. Right. Like, what if you, like, yeah. what if you didn't know he was coming? Well, if- I didn't know he was coming. Exactly. I would have asked him. <sighs> At least to, like, pull out. Right. And the fact that he even went in you without even talking about whether he was clean. Right. Without even putting on a... Asking you about a condom. Anything. Just no communication at all. Right. I, I think the the big deal about there is just wanting to please men in general. You don't want to be that... You're in that moment and you don't want to be the person. Again, like, as a woman, you don't want right. to be the person who disappoints a man. Who says no to a man. Like, that's where I think that kind of comes in, too. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I feel like the stereotype is always, like, the woman is, like, disappointing. Yeah. 
the whole sexual experience. Exactly. We talked about earlier about women being chased and, like, how we're, like, you know, holding back. Right. So, like, there's pressure to not do that. And at the same time, I feel like when you go on a first date, sometimes, like, you feel like you owe the person something, especially if you go back to their apartment. It's like, was I giving off mixed signals that I was going to hook up with them, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, you get very in your head about it. Luckily, I have an IUD, so I did not get pregnant. But um, just because you have an IUD, but guys, he didn't know that. or you're on birth control, doesn't mean that you shouldn't use a condom. Right, because you never know what you can catch from something. Like, you won't get someone. pregnant, but, you know. I don't know, I guess I didn't think that, like, there were guys out there who would just do that. Yeah, you know? and I came home, you came home and I was so shocked. Yeah. I was like, excuse me? Excuse me? And, you know, like... I think this is what I was talking about earlier where we had the miscommunication where, like, I'm not suggesting that, like, you don't respect yourself or you don't love yourself. My thing was just, like, as a, personally, I was like, why did you not smack him across the face? Like, Well, because you're in that moment and exactly. you feel like you owe them something. And I guess you don't owe them anything, really. Exactly. Right. But, like, I don't know. I was leaving his apartment. And he was like, I want to see you again sometime. And I was like, Sure. And I smiled at him, and, like, he texted me so many times after that, and I was like, no. <laughs> I think the thing is, I, I totally see, your, like, your mindset and perspective, and I can totally put myself in that position, like, situation, and I've, I've been in similar situations. Right. So, right, and, like, now, and I think, what I'm saying is now I've learned from those things, mm-hmm. and I would not care to repeat them, and I would act differently now mm-hmm. going forward. Um, so I was going to say, like, personally, like, I've had experiences where, um, people didn't want to use condoms and they were like long-term partners who were like really adamant and like that was really selfish of them and like that caused me a lot of stress right, right. um because, because of- it's like they get to come and then you have to deal with the after effects to your body right exactly and it was just like constant anxiety and yeah because you don't do you use birth control um maybe not <laughs> I I mean I mean I don't take take oral contraceptives if that's what we or have IUDs or anything like in place like that. Right. Um so condoms are your standard form of birth control. Yeah. Again, that's why I'm not into like hookup culture is like it's not right. worth the risk right. for it's me. It's not as easy for you. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm good on that. I uh, yeah. don't want to raise your child. Yeah. So, and yeah, and I'm not even and though like I'm plan, pro- plan B kills your hormones. Yeah, plan B fucks up your body heavy. And yeah. even though I'm pro-choice, I personally would not want to get an abortion. And that's just a whole big spiel. And like, you know, that's just... Yeah. The timeline for me doesn't look so good. Yeah. <laughs> if I get pregnant right now. So please, <laughs> I'd just rather avoid that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, it's just so unfortunate like that I let that happen when I was younger. And that's a thing a lot of women do. And young women in particular, right? They like let they let that happen. They don't want to disappoint. Or if you have a higher sex drive than that person, you want to like take what you can get, right? So you're like, okay, well they're not gonna, they don't want to fuck me often. So like I should just do it now with the no condom and just you know, take it. You know, mm-hmm. it's and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It is fucked up. It's fucked up what happened to you. It's fucked up what happens all the time, right? To people, you know, in you know, right? Similar so, ways. If you're in a relationship with someone, do you feel like their body count matters to you? Like, would you even ask them? 
I am a very honest person and I like to know people's pasts in relationships and like like general hookups. I don't think I would like actively seek a number. I am curious. Like I would be curious to know the number. Mm-hmm. But it's not from like an investigation standpoint, more so like a you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. Yeah, like a kind of like a like a like just a curiosity thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's something you should talk about like right away ever. I think right. that can like wait, and it depends what kind of relationship you have. Like if you two are very open, confident people, and you're not very jealous types, like sure, you know. I don't think it's I don't think it's good taste. Mm. Um, to just like ask a lot of guys like want to ask early or something like that, and that's just bad taste. Yeah, I think it's very rude to ask someone yeah. what their body count is. I don't think I would rule someone out because of a high body count. Um, but then again, like it depends. Like, how high are we talking? But also, you have to understand people change all the time and they go through phases. Like, if some guy was a total ladies' man like five years ago and fucked a hundred girls, you know, and now he's clean and like changed his like lifestyle, who am I to judge? You know, like. I don't think I'm trying to date well, someone who's currently um, fucking 100 women, but, like, if someone who did do that, like, that's cool. That's fine. You know, you did what you did. I am of the opinion, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. In We're regard to body count. But in a relationship? I don't think anything good comes from it. There's no reason you need to know that about your partner. All you need to know is you want to be exclusively theirs and they want to be exclusively yours. I agree. I think it causes so much contention. I just don't see a need for it. Like, in my past relationship, that was a big issue for us. Really? Not that, like, either of us had, like, a particularly, like, high body count, but, like, the disparity was so clear just because of our age difference that insecurities arose from that. Um, He always wondered, like, are you okay with yours being so low? Like, aren't you going to want to, like, fuck people in the future? That's annoying. Yeah, and so I I think it doesn't add to the relationship. I think it's just one person may get jealous, and why even risk that? I absolutely hear you. I just think in a really, like, secure and optimal relationship for me personally, like, I think there'd be no problem with either of us just saying speaking our truth and saying what happened you know what I mean like I that's for me personally like I hope to be with someone one day who after like a few months or uh you know maybe even a year like we just say like yeah this is my number that's my number cool yeah you know and if it's high I can be like no fucking way like let's talk about it not like oh my god you're fucking disgusting that would be that would of course not that's awful like right no like oh my god really like whoa. and i would say like the right person wouldn't react any which way to yours either exactly that's just what i'm looking for you know and you want something a little bit more like don't ask don't tell and that's cool too but you also, you also have a bad experience with that you have an experience of like sharing your number and like bad things happen and i'm looking for the good experience where you share it and bad things don't happen you just go okay right. it is what I, it is i feel like if you're gonna share that info wait for a year first well, i until you're exclusive you want you know. I would say don't mention it in like a relationship that's freshly exclusive because mm. it's not stable yet. True, true. I'd say I wait that. for that stability. Um and then so on our Instagram poll, <laughs> uh, we asked who do you think has the higher body count? And the responses were 39% for Maya <laughs> and 61% for Julietta. You whore. 
Um, yeah, Instagram, you're right. I am a big fucking slut. (laughs) Um, I do have the higher body count. Um, I feel like the reason that people answer this way, though, is because you are much more open and, like, posting your significant others on Instagram. Whereas, like, I... Never. I was... I think I was in exclusive relationships for a longer time than you, actually. I think so. And I'm... Barely, if ever, posted them. Yeah. I was in three long-term relationships back-to-back. You non-affectionate fuck. Yeah. I just don't like sharing my life on social media. I think it's... It's just... I don't think there's anything bad with people that do it, but it's just so against my personal nature. I think I'm just more of, like, a mysterious type, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like people don't know what's going on. I'm just more head. translucent. Yeah. I think that's all it came down to really for this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the answer is that you are correct, everyone. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Um <laughs> Julietta's gonna fuck everyone that answered now. Yeah. In order to increase that body count number. I just um, you know, I'm into the dating thing. Yeah. And I like to move slow and I like to trust people. And that's all it is. Yeah. And there's no and there's no shame or disrespect with having a more hookup lifestyle or a combination lifestyle where you do both. Right. Or where you, you know, sleep with people you date. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me. I think as long as people remain self-aware in, like, evaluating the reasons why they do certain things. Yeah. And, like, you protect yourself, then it's fine. Yeah. You know? Protect yourself physically, but also emotionally. For sure. Yeah. So... Because it can get exhausting hooking up with people. That, and then the whole feeling situation, or, like, it can get kind of confusing sometimes. Um, yeah. I know when I was younger, I had that problem. And I don't think I do now, but you never know. Yeah. And if you, you start liking someone when you're dating them, then, of course, like, you know, it's a for recipe sure. for disaster. For sure. Okay. So, finally, we have the last question, Julietta. Yes. So, <laughs> we asked, who do you think was kinkier? Mm-hmm. And... I feel like this is such a fun topic. I love talking about this with people. Okay. Um, right. And yeah, uh, the best app, I think, for hookups, you've heard me talk about it before, Field, still, in my opinion, the best, um, because you match with people based on your kinks. Yes. So if you know for sure you don't want to casually date, you don't want people to assume that you're looking for, like, this or that. You don't just wanna, want a one-time thing. Don't want to search through people and have to figure out what their intention is. Right. Exactly. Uh, I'd say get this app. It's called Field. You make a profile. You're anonymous. You choose whether or not you want your face in photos. And then you put down a little bio. And then you put down your desires and your interests. Mm-hmm. So those are two separate categories. Um, and I'm, I'm and a then total... You swipe. I'm it's a total like foreigner to this guy, so I'm totally like listening to this like a like a baby, like, huh? Yeah. Um Right. I think it's valuable because you just kinda you know what you're getting up front. It sounds yeah. safer, it sounds more direct. Yeah. Less bullshit. Less bullshit. The communication with people on there is so much better because you just feel more open into asking like when was the last time you were tested? How many partners do you have right now? You know, like, if I was meeting someone for drinks on Tinder, I wouldn't ever ask them, like, yeah. how many people are you seeing right now? Because mm. I would seem crazy. 
you know, mm-hmm. whereas like on this app, it's from like a public health perspective. Right. And, you know, people say whether they're poly, whether they're monogamous, um, people say there are like couples looking for a third, there are couples looking for another couple. So if you ever wanted to try a threesome, you can do that. Um, there are other things too, right? Like everything. Everything. All the kinks. Yeah. All the kinks. Can you give us some examples yeah. of like kinks? So, um, there is a really big BDSM community on there. Um, a lot of like doms looking for subs, a lot of subs looking for doms. Um, in and Julieta of- recently explained this to me, by the way, guys, where I thought like it was just like submissive and dominant during sex. And Julieta explained that no, like a dom is actually like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like he is like, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, not even necessarily he, like. Or exactly, any, anyone sorry. can be a dom, however mm-hmm. you identify. And I think that's what's so nice about this app is like, I feel like on Tinder, it's very hard for, let's say you identify as a man. I feel like it's really hard to find a woman if that's who you're looking for, who I, who is a dom mm-hmm. during sex. But like on this app, that's exactly what you put. And then like, I wouldn't match with a guy who's looking for a dom because that's not me, right. you know? So we're not even wasting each other's time. But um, in general, so, like, the dom, the dominant submissive thing is, like, um... Does field have some relationship aspects, or is it only sex? Generally, it's understood that everyone's looking for only sex. Uh-huh. If you're looking for something that's more long-term with one partner, you can write that in your bio. This isn't dom-sub kind of, like, an arrangement. Right. So, that's the thing. There are, I guess, like different everyone has a different dynamic um some people look for long-term subs Mm. um because the thing about doing like dom sub is so much of it is mental yeah and like it really dives outside of the bedroom like so, like, while you're texting your dom, like, you have this, like, they still have this mental hold on you where you acknowledge that, like, they are the dom and you are the sub. Right. You know? Which and would so- drive me absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> and I always tell you that if someone, <laughs> I have an ongoing joke where I was like, what if you just, like, you were just having sex and you were like, no. <laughs> like, no, I fucking won't. Like, are you just, like, you know, or like. Right. Well, so some people identify as brats. And those are, like, subs who like to fight, but at the end of the day, they're still subs. So, yeah. So, like, all brats are subs, but not all subs are brats. This is fascinating. Yeah. So, there are, like, subs that are more, like, service subs, so they won't say no, and it's all about what the dom wants. Um, There are doms who are sensual doms, so they only experience pleasure if they know that their sub really likes that, wow. whatever they're doing. Um, there's switches. There's switches, yes. So those are people Those who... are the majority of people, I think, though. Switch? switches. It really depends to what caliber we're talking about, because, like, when I say dom-sub, I mean, like, you know, there's a certain way you address your sexual partner during sex. Like, you uh-huh. wouldn't say their name. You would say, like... Ooh. Sir, if that's how you address them, or like master, it depends if you're Why doing. Why like, would you want? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, there's like, there's just so many different dynamics. There's like 
pets, mm-hmm. slaves. Wow. Diapers. Subs. Yeah, littles. Um, well, so the diaper thing, um, there's like two different aspects because that's more like age play. And age play doesn't have to be sexual at all. But then some age play is sexual. So it really depends on like finding your second person who like is into exactly what you are into uh-huh. and can reciprocate exactly what you want. So in short, guys, um, there's a whole sexual world out there there if you're that's what you're looking for. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I know it's like a dating we do a lot of dating episodes, but like, you know, we got the intel too on this stuff. I mean, right. We got a we got an expert over here. And so. I would say, you know, if you're experienced in the BDSM community, I don't know if I would recommend Field, but if you have had like an interest in it and you want to dip your toe into it, I definitely would recommend it. Yeah. Because there are people who are looking for like a one-time thing, a friends with benefits thing, a long-term thing. Right. And then I've heard things about like fat life for people who are super into it. I've never mm. tried that. I can't give you any advice on that i think our message is like we want to support you no matter what kind of lifestyle you're choosing right exactly and like it's also just super cool to like learn about all of this stuff i i I know you're telling me this and i'm like so we actually had an argument the other day about this right (laughs) and people are gonna probably hate me for saying this um where julietta was telling me about um a drowning kink and i was like you know from a psych major perspective if someone were to tell me they were into that, I might think that there was some kind of trauma or um, psychological issue there that's resulting in this kind of behavior. And, like, where do you draw the line between, like, kink and, like, maladaptive behavior? Um, So, and I know you always say... Kink is something that's not sexual that someone experiences sexual pleasure from. And I don't think that we can confidently assess, like, whether someone's kinks are abnormal. Because who is, like... Like, we were talking about this before. I mean, like, we set our standards based on the media. The media judges that men have a higher sex drive than women, but is that true? No. Well, listen, like, a lot of things are like that, though. Like, law is like that. Psychology is like that. We assess that it's a spectrum. So they even talk about in psychology classes how, like, schizophrenia, a lot of us have, like, a certain percent of, like, or certain schizophrenic traits. Mm -hmm. And it's only to, like, a certain point that Mm -hmm. we defined that that's schizophrenia. And the DSM is always changing. I'm sorry, the Diagnostic uh, Statistic Manual, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, It's always changing constantly every few years is changing because we're always reassessing what's normal and what's abnormal right um you at one point said oh as long as the kink is not hurting anyone and i agree and then i raised the point where i was like well you know incest between a brother and a sister is not hurting anyone until they have a child right you know it's like but it's but it's 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 not allowed you know that's not a kink i so in my opinion if Two people are consenting to something. Which a brother and sister would be. During play. And like... So, tying back into psychology, like, autism is a spectrum, right? Absolutely. So, let's say kinks are on a spectrum, right? We have, like, more, like, vanilla-ish kinks. We have more extreme kinks. Ah, vanilla-ish kinks. We love it. Um, Like, I feel like choking, spanking. That's, like, very... Normalized. Calling people daddy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Whereas, like, on the extreme end, like, there's knife play, there's gun play. Drowning. Drowning. <laughs> um, a lot of people have, like, a suffocation kink. Oh, God. Yeah. That's but fine, guys, by the way. I know I I'm saying, oh, God, think, but it's like, fine. <laughs> if both people are consenting. Yes. And it's safe. Yes. And these two people have discussed, like, a safe word or, like, let's say two taps and that's it. You have to stop. Mm-hmm. Then I don't think you can say that there is trauma behind that in every single case. Maybe some cases there is trauma, but I don't think that you can just attribute it to childhood trauma in, like, as a whole, you know? I guess the psych brain in me is, like, there's a reason for everything. And there's well, like, I have a story for you. And there's like, I'm trying to like draw connections between like, why do you like this kink? Why are you into this? Like, what is the reasoning? Why, right. why you more than the other person? Right. You know, why am I into this and you're into this? Yeah, I mean, I do think so much stems from our childhood. Yeah. But, I mean, so I was once talking to someone who was a dom. And he told me how he was hooking up with someone who had an extreme rape kink so consensual non-consent that's its own kink Mm -hmm. and she would whenever they would have sex if he would even try to turn her on she would just completely stop and like she would get so turned off by the whole sexual experience right because she wasn't trying she didn't want him to have that like have the dynamic of, like, turning her on. She wanted him to completely encapsulate, like, I don't care about your pleasure. Like, I'm just taking you, right? And I and I can totally see the appeal of that. But she did not have any childhood trauma behind that. She had a great relationship with her parents. She was an established professor at a well-known university. Like, well, this is where I can, like, tr- you know, try to analyze her and be like, okay, her life is perfect. She had a great upbringing, and she has she had a lot of, like, she healthy lot of control, control over her yeah. life, and she wanted a lot of loss of control. Yeah. And that's so healthy. So what's abnormal about that's that? That's healthy. No, that's healthy. You're right. Okay, so there's that's, no trauma that's behind logical. that. And so I feel like in the same way, like, if someone has a drowning kink, at the same time, they can just feel super in control in their life and just want to release control during sex. And I don't think there's anything abnormal about that. Yeah, I think another thing I was arguing with you is, I guess, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, where it's like, when the kink borderlines on, like, something that could kill you, it's like, I, I tend to be like, okay, is there something, like, you want to die, or, like, something like that, is my head goes off, like, where there's something, like, some kind of depression, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's... It can There's be true. There's so many different factors exactly. there. It can it's be. so complicated. I was talking to a different dom who, um, he had someone come to <laughs> it's him. It's a dom group chat. She yeah. has. <laughs> um, he had someone come to him and say that she wanted to do a consensual non-consent scene with him. Mm. And he said, no, I won't do it because the reason... So she had been raped before, but she oh never sought therapy for it. Well, that is very concerning right. to me. So he said to her, I won't do that with you because every time you seek that out with a dom, you're reliving your trauma. Right. And that's not a good way to cope. So that's another thing. Is it not? Well, I'm sorry. I have to ask that. Is that not like, 
her allowing your to, trauma like she's being cathartic and like and like releasing that like if, if it's buried within her she's like bringing it up right but i feel like because it's not in like a professional like therapeutic environment yes, it's yes. so primal she's also encouraging like it. she's bringing it to the surface but she's not unpacking it and she's not processing it and accepting it it's more like it comes to the surface and she doesn't know what to do with it. She's And she's, like, reinforcing this idea she has of, like, sex being yeah. a rape scenario. Right. Um, what's strengthening the, the association she has between those two things. Right. Right. And so, like, that's another thing. There are doms out there who, like, have really high moral standards and wouldn't do that right but there are also fake doms out there who wouldn't give a shit about her right and would be like yeah i'm super into that let's do it right you know and so i think with all of this like communication is key mm-hmm. research Hookups, relationship regardless yeah absolutely i feel so educated now yeah um, <laughs> um uh so here is a well i don't know if this is a, so on the i was thinking this one okay yeah um, so is porn ruining our sex lives? Yeah, this is something. So let's we're we're going away from like kinks and more into something a little bit more normalized in our lives. Yeah, something that's that's more more yeah more more normal, um, as the word normalized suggests. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like as a kid, like even though I felt a lot of shame watching porn, I always felt like it was a normal thing to do, just because like. You know, it's talked about in the media. You talk about it with your friends, you know? Right, right. And that's, for most of us, I know for a lot of American kids at least, like, porn is our first... Ex- no, for most kids, porn is, like, the first exposure that anyone has to, like, sex. Yeah. So, I guess a big thing is, like, is porn ruining relationships? I... I feel like I haven't had a specific experience with this. Yeah. I think porn has definitely been the first thing that taught me what to do during sex. And Mm. everything... So my first time, everything that happened during my first time, I learned from sex. That's so disappointing to me. I think it takes away, like, an aspect of, like, youth and childhood and, like, innocence. It became a performance... Right, too. But, yeah, you know what? That's true. But I would say sexually, my the way that I get pleasure sexually is from performing for the person. Mm. And I feel like I'm sensual in that way. Like, I get pleasure when I see that my partner is receiving pleasure from me. Right. So I feel like it definitely probably changed something mentally about the way that I experience sex. And it's always like that for you. Like, do you ever just, like, let go? You know, like, don't worry about things like that, you know? Yes, but in a very different way. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to wait, this. Wait, wait, to be continued. Let's talk about this after the results. <laughs> um, so, porn, okay. I think, yeah, of course, like, I think it's a general consensus that you can, like, watch porn in, like, relationships and stuff like that. Um... So, and outside of relationships. So, like, two things. Like, I've stopped watching porn, period. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to, like, always use porn to masturbate. Yeah. 
And that definitely changes the way that you can come on your own. Exactly. And I was like, well, I exactly. I want to be able to come on my own. And I want to increase my chances of coming in the bedroom. Like, I want to be in tune, you know, to, like, sensation and not just, like, have to be visually stimulated. Like, you know, like, obviously, like, yeah. if you're not doing anything when you're masturbating, you're just using your brain. And then you go into sex. You're obviously going to have a really good time because you're suddenly being stimulated. It's like how it was before there was porn, you know? Like, you're... Sex is was more, I think sex used to be more, like, exciting and more, like, oh, my God, people would really, like, seek it out because that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the full experience. Whereas now people are, like, ah, I'll jerk off four or five times, watch porn, you know, and they're, like, so desensitized mm-hmm. to the whole thing sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like porn has definitely normalized certain things that wouldn't be normal otherwise. Yeah, that's like true. Like shaking and spanking. Anal and sex. Anal, yeah, for sure. Oh my god, that like is totally normal now. <laughs> Everyone expects anal sex. It's so yeah. funny. Whereas like if you watch movies in the 90s, like I feel like anal is that thing that like someone mentions it and everyone else is like, oh my god, no. Right, and, and it's funny because it's a double standard where if a guy expects anal sex from a girl but if the girl goes okay and then you yeah and he's like what no even though we both have buttholes thank you very much like there's no fucking difference you have a prostate thank you very much right that's all i'm saying it would feel much better (laughs) for you yeah um (laughs) i think at the same time though like people expect men to want anal more Mm -hmm. whereas like I've been the one in relationships who, like, oh. tends to want it more than my partner. Good for you. No, I mean, not good for me. It's just, like, interesting that, like, the assumption is different than reality, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. And I've always told you, like, like, anal sex is fine. It's just, like, another thing people are into. Um, you don't want it being the main event. Exactly. I don't think it should be, like, a main event. Yeah. Like, I don't think... There's, like, a turn-off for me where someone, like... If someone, like, only wanted that, like, most of the time, like, yeah. that would be bizarre to me. Right. And Whereas, I was, like... I would question, like, my, like, femininity and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Like, like what about the beautiful thing I have, like, up front? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Whereas, like, I, I've seen porn videos where the only thing they do is anal. And that's... I feel like that's... Un, I mean, it can happen, but it's very unrealistic. It's unrealistic. It's you can't... Unrealistic. Doing anal for a long time would be... Yeah. Painful. Yeah. Um. No. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> depends. Depends. Everything's different with every person. This and that. Um, in relationships, you know, it's, it's give and take. Some, and that's that's another thing. People's different, like different kinks in a relationship, different like interests. Do you think a relationship can work if people have different kinks? within reason again within reason it depends how much you're compromising if you can actually compromise right because i mean you would think some kinks are quote-unquote vanilla like choking and spanking is more normalized but then you might be with someone who really doesn't want to do that right who actually just like totally does not want you know or even positions they don't like certain positions. They only want missionary, for example. Mm-hmm. That can happen, you know, mm-hmm. and then not wanting to compromise or they're not comfortable. Like, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Or someone can be very open and willing to try those things and then not want to do those things every day. Right. You know? 
Yeah. I think it depends on the caliber. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been with people who aren't into choking or spanking at all yeah. and just are 100% vanilla, and it doesn't work for me. Like, I just don't get sexual pleasure from that, from, like, something that is 100% vanilla. And then there are people who see BDSM as, like, their entire lifestyle, and they need that long-term partner. And I don't think they could have a relationship with someone who's 100% vanilla. Right, they're so entrenched in the lifestyle, and they need that to get turned on. Right. Some kinks are non-negotiable for people. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, you know, that's the norm for them. Yeah, I would say, again, communication. See what your partner's open with. Start slow, start small. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right, I mean, right. You don't want to end up in something where you're both not satisfied or only one person is satisfied. Yeah. Um, you don't want that resentment to build. I've also had, like, I've told people, like, about porn preferences and been judged on that. Mm. And, like, been, like, that's another thing. Like, what your partner's porn preference is, like, not their life preference. Right. That's true. That's like, there are things you'll watch in porn that you'll probably never do in your whole life. Exactly, exactly. And it's okay to ask, like, is that what you wanted? Like, is that what you're into? But, like, yeah, no. Like, that's separate. And I think a lot of women, women watch lesbian porn, for example, and that doesn't mean they're lesbians, you know? That comes from sexualization of women (sighs) or watching women in pleasure. experiment. (laughs) Worth a try. Um, yeah, if you've only been <laughs> watching lesbian porn, there might be something there. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I'm just saying. It's just so much more mellow. I think men in porn are so aggressive mm-hmm. and, like, just, I don't know. Yeah. Or just gross. Gross. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, also, I love men like that, so I watch men and porn (laughs) but then i've told you like i associate again like sex a little bit more emotionally right so when i watch heterosexual porn i like tend to it feels weird to me like i'm Mm. like almost like cheating or violating someone else yeah like i'm violating some kind of like code yeah like it's weird um and i recently realized that guys like subconsciously i probably have that in my head um and i'm okay with that you know once in a while, I'll, you know, I used to push the envelope and try something new. But, right. you know, like, whatever works, work. Whatever used to work would work, you know? Right. You have your go-tos. Tried and trues. Right. But yeah. it's not cool when your partner is like, oh, you're into that? Yeah. Are you gay? Like, are you, or you're watching, like, oh, do you want that? Do you want that? Like, you want me to do that to so you? Like, no. Yeah. No. Like, it's a release. As I yeah. eat my banana. Um, I would say... Yeah, I don't know. Don't tease your partners about what porn they watch. It's such a, like, primal, instinctual thing. Like, that's the thing. I hate people who, like, kink shame Mm. and, like, shame people for their preferences because, like, we all have our things and, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, like... That's a shame. Then you can't be open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be open... Knowing like, that I won't be judged. And that's like bit me in the ass. Like I'm open and then suddenly like I'm judged. And it's just like why would I open up to you again, you know? Yeah. That's a that's a huge shame. Yeah. So, so what was the final... Um, Should we talk about the poll results? Yeah. So we asked you guys, who do you think is kinkier? <laughs> oh my gosh. And 51% said Maya and 49% said Julietta. However, on my Instagram, 
I had 80% kinkier and Julieta was only nine. Um, sorry. <laughs> 20. 20. Thank you. 20%. And on mine, it was 91% kinkier for me and 8% for Maya. Right. So I guess, again, it's like whoever they know better. Yes. Yes. I did find that people who would say yes for me for the first two questions would say like, yes for you in the last question. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were like, oh, wait, there's a second bitch to consider. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's just, um, again, for me, it was, like, my presence on my social media. It's just, like, I post a lot of, like, fun, silly things. Yeah. High energy, you know. In reality. (laughs) In reality, she a hoe. (laughs) I'm super fucking kinky. She's very kinky. She won't release her details, but I'm open-minded. I'm not vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. But I, I, I do like to, like, you know, I like to mix it up. I don't like, to, I'm not, like, searching for something actively. Like, I don't need a certain, like, right thing. So, that's really interesting. I feel like, first of all, it's also not cool to shame people for being vanilla. Of course. Because that, in and of itself, is kink shaming. Um, the word vanilla is a little um, <laughs> well, bothersome to me, but it's fine. It's the commonly accepted term, you know? Like, we also said clean earlier. You're not supposed to say clean either. Right. In terms of STDs. I'm cinnamon. A little spice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, I guess I was telling you about how um, I get pleasure from seeing my partner get pleasure during sex. Yes. And you asked me, do you ever let go? And I... Not sure how much I want to share, but I've done the whole dom sub thing. And like when you're doing that, um, I personally like to be a sub. I can do I can do the whole switch thing, but I'm not into doming someone else. It's just not something that like I enjoy. Um, but when you do the whole sub thing, like you get into this subspace where like you don't there are no thoughts in your head like it's very like, but that's funny because I don't calming. need that to like let go. But you, but you seem to, yeah. You seem like you do yeah. because otherwise, there are so many thoughts racing through my head. Like, what right. do I look like? Is oh. the person enjoying this? Like, so what do you think moving forward in a relationship you would need that as well to a certain extent? I don't think I would need it. I would say I would prefer if my partner is the dominant one and I'm the more submissive one. And just in general, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I'm seeking it as a lifestyle, but, I, like, Field has definitely made it easy to find people who, like, if I wanted to try the lifestyle, I could try it with. Yeah. You know. Whichever one it may be. I won't tell you guys which one I'm looking for. Success. (laughs) But, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's a lot. That's That's a lot lot for 2021. (laughs) But that was a fun fucking episode, I feel like. Yes, it was. Um, I think we did a good job at not um, giving too much away. Right. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Interesting. And I think we did a good job at being um, very careful and accepting and open of each other and other people right and if you guys notice that we're not please do point that out because i feel like we're not very aware sometimes you know like we can slip up and say the wrong thing unintentionally sometimes we're so similar we just don't realize right 
Like, this really is just, like, a conversation between, like, <laughs> two best friends for us. Right. We're not really thinking about, like, how this is going to come off to others. Right. A lot of things we have, we, like, we'll understand each other subconsciously or implicitly. Right. But it's not obvious to you guys at home. Right. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions about BDSM, send, <laughs> send me a DM. <laughs> if you have any questions about having emotional sex, um, DM me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. Cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, until next time. I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed, so I don't know when next time is. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be... be high as a kite in two hours. I'm so excited for that. I'm yeah. sorry. We'll record it for y'all. We will. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Peace. Have a good one.